Good evening. Into their family and this part 
standing in that town which they have to live on in their homes and at their tables in a way that is accepting and transforming of the wounded and also of the welcomers. What has that story got to do with this evening? That is the question. There is a great difference between our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that young woman, Bimna, although the point of all the saints is exactly to reflect some aspect of who Jesus Christ is so that you and I can see it and catch it and follow it. What is that reflection? The place to start is obviously in the Gospel from Monday Thursday. It reminds us of the Last Supper, the true Supper and the Word itself being mandated. The morning. The breaking of bread. Jesus' willingness in a few hours to be broken on the cross. And, his, and the heart to serve others in the command that He gives His disciples in the washing of feet. Those are all tied together. The bread, the cross, and the washing of feet, the heart to serve others. Maybe we can see the connection if we think for a moment about traditional and tropical cultures. I once lived in such a place in East Africa where washing of the hands and feet is closely linked with table fellowship. You and I have been washed by Jesus Christ and now are given the bonding, the command to get about the work of washing the feet of our own and Gio did that in a very unique way. While I'm on the subject, I was impressed a year or two ago by a description by Bill Powell, who was a priest of the diocese, retired, an Old Testament scholar who used to do archaeological work in the Middle East. And he used to live with Bedouins, and he talked about the enormous importance in the Middle East of table fellowship, sharing the wayfarer is taken in, and if he or she eats at your table, they, in a very literal and powerful way, become your king. Who you are, with whom you eat, these touch each other. With whom you eat, and whom you go out to serve, connected as well. We see all of this, again, in the Seder meal of our Jewish brothers and sisters, where it is a special blessing a mitzvah to invite and to eat with and to listen to the story with a Gentile at the Seder meal. That is what the Last Supper was after all, although Jesus adds new layers of meaning as well. You and I, sinners, Gentiles, wayfarers, far from God, says St. Paul, are taken into this intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ, and now, like the citizens of Gil, are commanded to extend our own fellowship to others. If we listen closely to the Passion story, we understand better that story about Gil in one more way. It would be easy to suppose that we are the well, and we are commanded to invite those traumatized or wounded or struggling into our homes, into our home and church. But as we 
listen to the story of the gospel of the passion, we realize that we ourselves need and have received healing as we have been taken in, we be wounded, and we be, be struggling at the table of Jesus. Remember those disciples at the table, they will soon deny him and run away and then give up in their own sense of guilt and shame. Within, two, within a few days, a few hours, Jesus had breakfast on the beach after the resurrection. He will find his friends, the guilty, the wounded, and share a meal with them. He will find his disciples, the frightened, huddled Easter night. He will find his brothers and sisters discouraged on the walk to Emmaus. And he will welcome them, us, to his table, we the wounded the traumatized and the flawed made one at this table. I am not meaning to equate disease and guilt, but I am meaning to say that the disciples themselves are as much wanderers, you and I as much wanderers needing shelter and forgiveness as we are the chosen of the Lord and this evening the pillars of the news. We are and that is part of the point of the passion story, and that is part of the rationale of the good Belgian folks in Eel, since as Christians, they who have been found now taking the loss. All of this leads to one of the great mysteries of the Christian faith, which is part of the gospel for this evening, the events of this evening. Our Lord was fully human, like you and I, though he had a supernatural insight. And in choosing the apostles, the ones closest to him, he included Judas. It is not simply a mistake. It is the deepest of mysteries. It is a vivid symbol of the forgiveness of sins and of the embrace of the lost Israel and of Jesus' total confrontation with the rebellion of his own children. Not only the meal on the beach in repentance, but the Last Supper too. It is a fellowship with the faithful and the betrayer. And it makes the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, love for us simple and hard and deep and marvelous. Where we are really going through everything I am saying, what lies at the heart of this evening is what you and I understand church to be. What is the church? Washing feet, celebrating the Eucharist, remembering Jesus, they are all connected and they take us straight to what the church is. Opening our door to those in greatest need, understanding ourselves to be such as well, go to the heart of what the church is. We begin this evening not with what we are to do, but with what Jesus has already done. He has accomplished this evening a breakthrough for us in our relationship with God, and so to ourselves, and so to God. He has accomplished, will accomplish in the coming days, the great crossing over, the exodus, for the hope of Israel, and for the hope of the world. 
He is the cornerstone and the foundation and the altar and the door. And as a result, we as church are empowered and invited to live the life God gives to us, a life aligned with who Jesus Christ is and what He has done for us. And that means that the life of the church always resembles the life of the town of Eden. Their door, their table, open and inviting to the wounded and lost. An invitation is issued by the found God's beloved us who are in the process of being The good people of Eel imagined that they had no power to fix the disturbance. But healing did and does happen. It should be no surprise as they all be invited and the inviters, all of us await the great last day of God's final healing which we have in Christ. They and we must find a way to live that out in the concrete realities of life. But just the same, amidst all that, something deeper and constant is revealed to us this evening. Something old in a time of maddening change. Something which is always face to face in a time of distant images. A public welcome in a time of privacy. A binding promise in a loosened age. The church, we, like the town's men and women of Eel, are recalling all of this in an age of forgetfulness. The church recalls Jesus' voice, and it sits within a table even now. And how important that is for the life of the world, we can barely conceive. This we must do, we are commanded to do, for the sake of the world until he returns. His voice and as a result, our invitation is where wholeness and healing are found for us, for those who enter our doors, in our time, in all times, in times that are out of joint, until he returns and we with him sit at the endless banquet of the kingdom. Remembering his admonition, 
that what will be done for you is also to be done by you to others. For a servant is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. 